Hey there. Ever feel like you just need a break from the day-to-day of work, put on that out of office and be alongside peers learning from fellow nonprofits and industry experts on what they see working when it comes to fundraising, marketing, growing a monthly giving program, retention, everything that encompasses what you do? Well, if so, I have two events for you to mark down. June 4th and 5th is Donor Perfect's Community Conference Spark. It is for any fundraiser wanting to excel in donor management, program innovation, community engagement, and organizational growth, and it is free. So click the link in the show notes to register. And then an event that I have attended three years in a row is the NEO Summit, combining practical, actionable, and very data-informed content with also this really electric and immersive atmosphere. The NEO Summit is more than just a conference. It is a really fun and great place to get away from your desk and innovate your fundraising and accelerate your impact. So you can join hundreds of your fellow nonprofit professionals in Indianapolis in September on the 18th and 19th. And you can save $600 on your ticket right here. It is the lowest price available anywhere. So click the link in the show notes for both of these events. They are incredible. They put on an incredible speaker presentation, all tons of great resources for you. Invest in yourself and the growth of your organization by attending these two phenomenal events. Today's guest is a dream for me as someone that loves the world's largest professional network, and that is LinkedIn. Get ready to join a really fun and insightful conversation with Ariana Unai, the head of LinkedIn for nonprofits. As of now, there are 1 million nonprofits on LinkedIn with nearly 30 million nonprofit professionals. We chat about the incredible tools for nonprofits on the platform, how to stand out, find new donors, examples of organizations seeing success with LinkedIn, and so much more. But before we dive in, I had to share this with you. This year on Giving Tuesday, LinkedIn will be launching a global product giveaway of six months for a free sales navigator course subscription. This is amazing. We talk about it during the episode of what that means to get this to 20,000 eligible nonprofit professionals. This is amazing. This giveaway is specifically for those who have not used sales navigator core for their organization before. Now this giveaway was really created to boost the impact and capacity of nonprofit organizations by helping you better cultivate potential donors and build strong relationships in a trusted and professional environment throughout the end of the giving season and into 2024. So make sure to keep an eye out for the application link, which will go live on nonprofit.linkedin.com on Giving Tuesday, which is November 28th, which I'm sure you don't need a reminder. And you will have until December 31st to redeem. So again, you can visit nonprofit.linkedin.com backslash giving Tuesday for more information. And just to repeat that again, this is six months free of an annual sales navigator course subscription to 20,000 eligible nonprofit professionals. That's incredible. Let's go meet Ariana. Nonprofit organizations and companies in general are built on a platform of people. Behind every nonprofit is an active community of employees, volunteers, and other supporters. And it's the power of digitally mapping all those connections in a single place where we really see a lot of potential become unlocked. 
Hey there, you're listening to the Missions to Movements podcast, and I'm your host, Dana Snyder, digital strategist for nonprofits and founder and CEO of Positive Equation. This show highlights the digital strategies of organizations making a positive impact in the world. Ready to learn the latest trends, actionable tips, and the real stories from behind the feed? Let's transform your mission into a movement. Hello, welcome back. This is episode 99, and I have a very, very special guest with us today, Ariana Unai, head of LinkedIn for Nonprofits, here to share how you can use LinkedIn as an organization and professional in the incredible impact work that you do. Now, I love LinkedIn, so if we have not connected yet, please search Dana Snyder on LinkedIn. Also, I just posted a new job opportunity on my profile. I am hiring a brand partnerships manager. I will link to the post I shared in the show notes. And with that, I am so pumped to dive into this conversation. Ariana, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Dana. Really excited. I also hear this is episode 99. So almost made a milestone episode, but happy to be your penultimate. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take this as a big, quite a big milestone moment. You have been with LinkedIn. I was doing some LinkedIn stalking of my own. (laughs) And you were there before, like right on the cusp of when LinkedIn decided to build LinkedIn for nonprofits. My gosh, like 12 years in an organization is amazing. What was that transition like from explain like what you're doing when you first started at LinkedIn to how that ended up resulting in where you are now? That is a great question. And I love starting <laughs> off on this note because it's something I love to talk about because it helps me reflect on how fortunate I feel to have joined LinkedIn when I did and to work at a place where there's so much appetite to not only uplift big ideas from individual employees, but especially ideas that can help us with furthering our mission and vision in better ways. And I'd say in the time that I've been at LinkedIn, I have seen us switch CEOs. We've gotten acquired. We went public. We've gone from, I think, probably under 2,000 employees to well over 20 or 30,000. Oh my gosh. Wow. I had no (laughs) idea it was that drastic of growth. Wow. Wow. Tons of growth. One of a few, but definitely one of the constants that sticks out to me is in every chapter, we have continued to put how we do business and doing business in a way that's good for the world at the forefront. And that directly ties back to our mission and vision. So yes, when I first started, there was barely a nonprofit discount that was applied inconsistently across (laughs) a few hundred nonprofit organizations in the U.S., And over the last decade or so, I'm proud to say we now have several teams throughout the U.S. and Canada. We have a global footprint and we think through ways we can help nonprofit organizations, not just through discounted software solutions, but through free resources, helping them build their presence online, helping them connect with one another, connect with donors, constituents. And I know we'll get a chance to talk through a lot of that today, but I think that the standout of the journey has been seeing our consistency with the objective of really helping as many organizations as possible and knowing that our platform has the power of helping those organizations unlock so much more mission level success. 
I love that. And I think when maybe this was the old definition, quote unquote, of LinkedIn, right, is people used it as their job searching platform. And I think it has grown to be so much more than that, specifically for the nonprofit sector. Can you talk a little bit about for listeners that might not be as active on the platform or think it's just a digital resume? Why is LinkedIn so important for not only nonprofit organizations to be on the platform, but the individual themselves to have an active profile? Yes, definitely can. So I'll start by saying that, first of all, hello, nonprofit listeners. I'm really (laughs) honored to get a chance to speak with you and to share some of the things we're seeing on our side. So thank you for all the work that you do. The visual I want you all to think about, or if you close your eyes for a moment and try to think about how you got the job you're in today. Mm. I bet at least one, two, maybe several people were involved in you landing that position, whether it was surfacing the job to you, whether it was someone that you went to college with who works at the organization. And what we are trying to do at LinkedIn is so much more than just getting your organization a presence so that you can post a job. I mean, that is like a function of something much bigger. And what we really believe is that nonprofit organizations and companies in general are built on a platform of people. Behind every nonprofit is an active community of employees, volunteers, and other supporters And it's the power of digitally mapping all those connections in a single place where we really see a lot of potential become unlocked. When you think about your individual job and what you're doing today, try to picture the hundred thousand fold impact of the role a platform like this can play in helping so many others connect to job opportunities themselves or opportunities to offer help to a nonprofit organization, maybe your nonprofit organization. And that's really what we're trying to build. In short, it's creating the largest active community of nonprofits. That's our vision. That's awesome. I recently went to a conference and I found it kind of comical. I was walking around and I introduced myself. I said, hi, I'm Dana Snyder. And the nonprofit professional said, are you Dana Snyder on LinkedIn? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait, what? But it added like this level of credibility that she had been reading all of these things and all these stories that I had been sharing on this platform. And I think because it's a more business centric, decision makers are there. There's this thought leadership that goes into when you're posting there that gives you this, I want to say like different level, but just the, the nature of being more credible. I think a lot of people are slammed, right, with limited time, resources, and we can pick and choose what platforms to be active on. What's the difference between LinkedIn versus the Instagrams, Meta, Twitter slash X (laughs) that you would say LinkedIn is really like solid and focuses on? Yeah, I love this point on credibility because it's really the backbone as to why our platform works so well for things like fundraising why it works so well for building out a network of followers who are serious about committing to your organization is when folks come to LinkedIn, they come there because they're looking to further their professional identity or better represent Mm -hmm. the organization that they work for or represent. 
And with that in mind, yes, there are some parts of LinkedIn that operate like a social media platform. And I think that in a lot of ways, it's beneficial. So if you're doing a campaign on Instagram, it's probably pretty easy and relevant to replicate that on LinkedIn. But the intention of folks who log on to LinkedIn is different. They're not necessarily logging in to post a photo (laughs) in the same way they would on Instagram, but they are logging in to further develop themselves and connect with others that can help them further develop themselves or their professional goals. So with that in mind, I think it sort of dictates the content that you'd be looking out for on LinkedIn and the content that you would be posting. And a big bedrock of our work with nonprofits is based on the fact that the intention of folks logging into the platform is unique compared to other platforms that organizations have a presence on, which are also important. Absolutely. The intention, I think, is huge. What do you think are the most underutilized features that nonprofits should know about when utilizing the platform? I think there's always like you look at it on the surface level and you're like, okay, I could post something, but there's so much more to it than that. What are like some top line items that you recommend organizations get your notepads out, start to write some notes to research Mm -hmm. these after the fact? What would you say are like some top hitters? Yes. Great question. We get this one all the time. So if any listeners have better ideas as to how we can make sure it's very clear, all ears, we've done a lot of research on this, but let me start. I've given you all like a lot of zoom out on what my team does. The short way of putting it is LinkedIn for nonprofits provides free resources and discounted products to help nonprofit professionals with hiring and developing the right people, connecting with potential donors and spreading the word about your organization's mission. The way that looks is everything from the building blocks of building your organization's foundational presence on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. to building a followership, finding individuals who want to contribute, finding potential talent, and potentially down the line exploring an enterprise solution if your organization has hiring and talent development and fundraising needs that kind of rise to the level of getting your full team support. And you're going to hear me talk about a lot of that today. But let's start with the underutilized kind of if you are starting from zero, starting at step one. So I want to mention our LinkedIn for Nonprofits Resource Hub, which was designed using insights from real nonprofit professionals all over the world. So I mentioned that we do a ton of research. This was built off of that research. It's free. It's built by experts. And there's a ton of intuitive content in this hub that equips nonprofit professionals with guides, best practices, community engagement opportunities. Awesome. to help your organizations get the most out of our free features to move your mission forward. I'll make sure to link to that down in the show notes too. Perfect. That's the number one place I recommend starting. And I do think it's because it's only a year old, it's probably less utilized than it should be. That would be stop number one is check out our resource hub. Perfect. Yeah, I'll make sure to link to that. Everyone can get started. What can they, are there case studies in there? Because I know what I love is to read about what did another organization do? How could that be relevant to me? Did they test out ads? Did they test out like, what was their strategy? What was their plan? Like when they dive into the resource hub, what are the different things that are in there? Yeah, we have webinars. We have case studies. I'm going to mention a couple of those case studies today if I get the opportunity. We have links to guides for each of our products and to our various channels to connect with other nonprofits as well. So think of this as the place where we house every published resource on how to navigate LinkedIn and how other organizations are navigating LinkedIn and seeing success. Awesome. I'll plug in a case study opportunity here. If an organization is working on building out 
their LinkedIn strategy. They have a page. Some of their team members have individual LinkedIn profiles, but they're looking to garner and find new either donors or sponsors for their organization. Because I know companies have a big presence on LinkedIn of all shapes and sizes globally. Where would you recommend that they start? Is there an example organization that maybe is focused on donor acquisition and or brand partnerships that you've seen work really well? Yes. So let's start with the basics. So I want to assume an organization has a page, but let's make sure that page is credible and trustworthy and compelling. That's where everything starts on LinkedIn. In joint research we performed with Classy, we discovered having a complete up-to-date LinkedIn page is the number one factor that influences whether a LinkedIn member donates to your nonprofit. Wow. Yes. Super interesting. Okay. So pause real quick there. If somebody is going to go afterwards and be like, oh man, is our page updated? What does that mean? Like, what does that look like if somebody is like, yes, you get an A plus on your LinkedIn page? (laughs) Okay. Let me see if I can boil that down. So what I just shared is actually, it's more important to have a page that is fully populated with quality content than it is about how often you post or how many followers you have. Oh my gosh, everyone is like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Those things are important too. But my measuring stick here is if a prospective corporate partner or influential donor can quickly scan your page to get a quick overview of your organization's mission, vision, and some of your impact, and they feel confident in what they see, they'll be more likely to respond to your message, helping you get your foot in the door. So auditing your LinkedIn nonprofit page ensuring it's up to date only takes a few minutes if you use that measuring stick. So what I would say is definitely make sure the mission and vision are populated in the overview section. Make sure there are some photos included and make sure your employees are linking to the page. If I'm looking at an organization that's 150 employees in real life, but there are only 10 that are reflected on LinkedIn, my impression is that I'm speaking with a 10 person organization, Mm. right? So to make this really tactical for you, I know that it's easy to get busy. You're managing a Facebook page, an Instagram page, and you're also looking at your LinkedIn page. It really takes a few minutes to do that scan and say, hey, if I'm a potential donor, am I seeing the bare minimum of information I need to see to be familiar with what this organization does and to feel confident that the information I'm seeing here is accurate? And put a reminder on your calendar for every three to six months, once per quarter or twice per year to make sure the information on there is up to date. And that will carry a lot of weight. Love that. Yes. Did everybody hear that? Mark it down in your calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Update those LinkedIn pages. Okay. Sorry. I was intruding. Sorry to pull you away from the case study. Is there a specific org that you wanted to mention? I do. And I'm going to start with another stat that may surprise you, which is that 64% of global nonprofit professionals that we surveyed agree the people they want to connect with to raise money are on LinkedIn. It's over half the people that you want to reach to ask for money or on LinkedIn. And a recent study we conducted revealed that LinkedIn members are more likely to donate than the average internet user. So the people who are on LinkedIn and engaging with your organization are more likely to donate than the people that you're going to find in other places. I can totally see that. You know, it's interesting. I was telling you before we started recording that I was working on a presentation all about storytelling and using LinkedIn as the platform to tell your story as a nonprofit professional. 
And I also just launched a job description, job posting on LinkedIn. So I'm utilizing all the tools. (laughs) And what was interesting when I was looking at the analytics is you can tell the people that follow you what titles they have. And to your point about people on there being donors, literally all of them were founder, CEO, co-founder, executive. They were all leadership positions Mm. that were the majority of my followers on there, which speaks to kind of what you're talking about is these people will probably be more likely to be donors and or potential board members that you want to connect with. Yeah. High net worth individuals. And Mm -hmm. the way you find the folks who are most willing and able to donate to your organization most likely to donate to your organization is through leveraging a lot of the free features that we have. So I'll talk about that next and then I will go into the case study, I promise. The really (laughs) the easiest way to get started without needing to take out a credit card or think about any sort of like business case is leveraging the free features. So if you use the LinkedIn search bar, I don't know how many listeners are familiar with the LinkedIn search bar, but works pretty intuitively. And type in some keywords, phrases, job titles, specific company names you can see who already has an affinity to your nonprofit's cause or even your organization itself. For example, who has listed that they follow animal rights, right? And your organization Mm -hmm. is focused on animal rights or who's even following the page for your organization on LinkedIn already. These are the individuals who have the highest propensity of responding and being interested in giving to your organization or volunteering. So the first strategy we always recommend is to check to see if you share any mutual connections with your prospect. So once you've done some of that baseline searching, you've identified someone you want to reach out to, what is a warm connection you might have to that individual? If they're connected with both you and your prospect on LinkedIn, it can create an opportunity for a warm introduction, which is so much more likely to get a response. Anyone who's in fundraising or has ever been in fundraising or in sales knows that gives you the highest level. Absolutely. Back. So one great example, so this is an organization called the PCA, Positive Coaching Alliance. Oh my gosh, I know them. You know Positive Coaching Alliance? Yeah. Oh, that's so random hey. that it's the one you're talking about. <laughs> well, you're going to learn a lot about their strategy because they actually started with a lot of the free stuff and they eventually became a customer for our discounted sales solutions product. And so this organization, it's a national nonprofit, small organization dedicated to fostering positive youth sports culture. Yeah. PCA needed to attract new donors and board members. And the team knew its cause resonated with people who had an interest in or history in youth sports. So they clear markers of someone who's willing Mm -hmm. to get involved. But finding those people typically involved hours of labor-intensive research. So think like Rolodex or showing up to events and trying to figure this out. So that's why PCA adopted LinkedIn Sales Navigator to streamline that research and find people who closely match these donor profiles. And in using the solution, PCA team now can easily identify professionals on LinkedIn with a high propensity to make a donation or join their board. What's really cool is not just that concept, but the results that they've seen. So a couple things that we've observed. One, they've seen a 10% conversion rate when nurturing contacts, which is quite strong. Yeah. And 50% of their outreaches on LinkedIn now involve engagement with PCA. So over half of the outreach that they do on LinkedIn results in a contact. Wow, that's incredible. Yes. 
So they've seen a lot of success. And so if you imagine the journey of building your brand and networking and finding donors on LinkedIn, I think PCA represents kind of that gold standard of where you can move toward once you've kind of exhausted the free and low cost solutions on the platform to connect. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Wanted to let you know that applications are now open for my monthly giving mastermind program starting in January. Ready to build a dedicated community of recurring donors to generate consistent revenue? By March, you'll have a program ready to go live. Let's make it happen together. Head on over to positiveequation.com backslash mastermind to learn more and apply. So can you explain, so let's say I'm at that point, right? I've done some of the free stuff. I want to take that next step. What was the name of the tool again? LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator. So what does that look like? The difference of the free search versus when I'm in Sales Navigator, what do I now have the ability to do? Fantastic question. Should have touched on that. So when you are using your free LinkedIn account, you're limited to your current network. Full stop. Meaning I can see information and profiles for individuals I'm connected with, or I have a connection who's connected with that person. That limits the pool. It's still a depending on how many right. connections you have, which coming back to why it's important to start with your own profile and building connections, you're really yeah. limited to the degrees of separation that you have between yourself and the next person that you know. So in the first instance, Sales Navigator opens all that up. You have access to the entire LinkedIn network. Second, when we think about the real impact of adopting an enterprise solution or paying for anything, it's really saving your team time, helping create efficiencies and capturing data and insights that don't exist when you're using an individual account. And that's another thing Sales Navigator offers is more sophisticated search, more abundance when it comes to outreach opportunities. So you have you know more messages that you can send to people who are not right. connected with in addition to seeing their profiles. And then the data that comes from all that outreach is housed on the platform. So the organization, so in PCA's example, if a fundraiser were to leave, they don't take that information with them. It stays with PCA, which is one big reason organizations start to look at an enterprise solution is the retention of data and insights that come with the work that's already been done by their employee base. So interesting. I love these tools because I think I'm all about data and insights and analytics. And you'll notice this in real time. Listener, if you go to LinkedIn and you want to reach out to somebody, sometimes you'll have the opportunity to send a message. And sometimes it gives you that little prompt to sign up for the sales navigator tool that Ariana is mentioning. So you'll see that in real time. If you see that pop up, now you have a little bit of an insight as to what that can unlock for you if you do decide to sign up for that. And there are nonprofit discounts, I think that you were mentioning, right? Yes. We offer 50% off all of our enterprise software as a sales solution. So Definitely check it out. You can also, we'll talk about some links at the end too that I'd recommend checking out where all of this will be linked. So perfect. And just as like another like case study example, earlier this year, at the beginning of this year, actually, I can't believe this year is already like flying by. <laughs> like just last month. Nope, that was like six months ago, Dana. <laughs> I worked with Dress for Success and mm-hmm. they were doing a campaign. That's all around careers and job creation. So LinkedIn's a really seamless and makes sense place to have content around the campaign. And we did a test with 
ads, using LinkedIn ads for them and driving traffic to their landing pages and some of their resources. They did like a teaser podcast series for this campaign and they saw incredibly high click-through rates because I think, again, it's reaching the decision makers and the right audience is there. And as you mentioned at the very beginning, the intent of what somebody is looking to go on to LinkedIn to do is about bettering their professional development. And so if you have content that's along those lines that you're sending them to, then you should see great success with the content that you're serving. So I just wanted to share that. It was a really interesting case study for me on running ads on the platform to direct people either offsite to a blog or to a podcast. So another way to reach more people. And I love the ad audience targeting capabilities Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn are pretty powerful. I won't dive too far into this. And if you have any nuggets to share, please feel free. But one of the examples is you can actually search for specific companies that you want to target employee-wise. So just idea for anybody out there, if you have employee matching and you know that there's companies that have employee matching, you could target the employees of said companies, just an example. But any thoughts on the ads platform for nonprofits? Yeah, and Dana, I love that you use that example because as you started to share, it really starts with, targeting based on insights that you have about the sorts of people that typically get involved with your organization. You're not just sending out a Hail Mary blanket email to all of your, anyone who's ever signed up for a newsletter, right? You're using information that you know as an employee of the nonprofit to intelligently craft your outreach and your strategy. And when it comes to the outreach and strategy, I would say, yes, we have solutions for organizations that are looking to just get their brand out and that's LinkedIn ads. If you're looking to specifically target individuals who could become potential donors, I mentioned Sales Navigator as a tool for that warm outreach. And when it comes to targeting potential employees, which is when I'll be honest, when a lot of folks think about LinkedIn, you're probably thinking about this as a place to find people for jobs. That is really our foundational value add for organizations is coming to LinkedIn to target individuals who might want to work with your organization or volunteer with your organization. A lot of our advertising and branding capabilities come back to connecting with those individuals and to do it in a way that is based in data, based in what we know about individuals based on what they have on their profiles. So really it does come back again to creating that active community of nonprofits on the Mm -hmm. platform all powered by the information we have about individuals, their intent and their interests on their own profiles. Yes, yes. I want to shift a little bit into something that, I mean, I've personally used LinkedIn for an incredible thought leadership platform. I have garnered so many followers. And after I do speaking gigs, I point people to come to my LinkedIn profile to connect because I really love sharing information there. How do you think nonprofit professionals can really utilize LinkedIn for building their own personal brands, which in turn then also helps to amplify the work of their organizations. So talking about being limited to your network, if we want to really think about expanding out your connections, expanding out your individual brand, your profile is the main way to do that. It's the main way for your leadership and your board members to do that. So Again, coming back to that sort of foundation, it's really the brand that you're putting out there and the brand that the individuals associated with your organizations are putting out there. And the good news is this is one of the easiest things that you can do. 
capturing the great work that your community is doing, representing other activations you're already doing and representing those on LinkedIn, a lot of low hanging fruit here. And if you think about your LinkedIn profile as an extension of the organization that you represent, it's vital your profile is up to date, that it has engaging information. If you're personally reaching out to employee candidates or donors on LinkedIn, the first place they're going to come to is your own profile. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Like it's a first impression a lot of times. Yes, it is. It is your first impression. And even things like making sure you have an up-to-date photo will increase the likelihood that folks will find you credible, a real person who represents the organization. Sharing content about your organization's work, reposting articles or pieces that have been posted on the page or by leaders. You know, people are going to research, right? If you think about any big decision in your life to give or to give your time, your money, your resources, you want to make sure that you are doing some baseline research and understanding what the organization's all about. And if you are a face of the organization, folks are definitely going to use your profile as one of those yes. measures of giving them confidence that they'll be supporting a passionate, inspired employee. And while you have your personal profile, though, it's vital the nonprofit organization also has a LinkedIn page. So I'm thinking, you know, they'll go to your profile and then they'll probably go to your organization's profile next. Yeah. And if a profile tells an individual story, you can think about the LinkedIn page as a place to represent a collective overview of the organization itself. So we talked a little bit about the page at the onset, but I would just highlight the link between the two and ensuring that both are built out as you think about your brand and by extension, the organization's brand. Yeah, I love that. They're both definitely connected. And again, it's like provide all the information necessary that somebody would need to make a decision where they're at. Like you don't even have to have them jump to necessarily your website. Can they make the decision that they need to within the platform that they're already on, which I think is huge, having the profile and the page. I don't know if this is still like a real stat and I'm going to completely butcher it, (laughs) but there are... X amount of millions and millions and millions of people on LinkedIn, but the percentage of those that actively post month over month is actually much lower than the inundated noise that can be on the other social platforms. Is that still accurate? No, I don't have an up-to-date stat there. So I don't want to misspeak on what we see in terms of trend lines here, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the, typically the quality is greater than the quantity on a platform like LinkedIn. One thing I can anecdotally speak to is in speaking with organizations myself, I find that there's sometimes a reticence to post on LinkedIn because folks want to make sure that what they're posting Mm. is professional and credible. And I can appreciate that. Some of the things I'm really excited about are one, we continue to publish a ton of resources that can help you with crafting your LinkedIn thought leadership approach in a way that feels appropriate to the platform, but doesn't serve as so much of a bottleneck to overthink what you're posting. Yes. And the other that we don't need to get into today because I'm sure Dana, you have an entire podcast on this or will, (laughs) which is the power that AI can unlock in helping individuals with coming up with what to post on LinkedIn. Yes, there's actually a great tool. Speaking of, I think it's in the insights section where LinkedIn will actually provide you with three different prompts for content. So if you are feeling this like anxious, oh, I don't know if this is a good topic or you don't know where to start or you're having writer's block, 
in the back end of your insights, you can go in and LinkedIn will know using probably AI, like mm-hmm. what you normally post about, what you share, and provide you with some thought starter questions to get a post going. So that could be something that's helpful for listeners too. I would think so. So I would definitely check that out. And Dana, I'm glad you asked this question because it might be something that's holding you back from getting your organization from zero to 60. And there are ways that I think we can help that are immediately accessible on the platform today. Awesome. I could spend like hours talking about all the ins and outs of the different ways to use LinkedIn. I would say one thing, definitely check out their resource hub. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Ariana, what do you think is one thing that you would really like to ask organizations for help or support on as we go into giving season? We have a big giving season ahead and big plans. One thing I would ask each organization to do is to give it a shot. Whether you're starting from zero or you already feel like your organization is a gold standard on LinkedIn or somewhere in between, which is probably the majority of people on the line, or majority of people who are listening today, is try something new on LinkedIn for Giving Tuesday. It is a perfect opportunity to test the waters. And we have a number of things that we're going to be doing to try and get activations up throughout the months of November and December for not just nonprofits, but our entire platform, because the individuals you need to get in contact with who you're hoping will give their time, money, assets, resources to your organization are going to be using the platform around that time. So making sure that they know more about your organization, having that information ready and being ready to engage and try new things in order to increase your engagement. That would be the number one thing I'd encourage going into the next couple months. Yes, I second. Do you have, this is totally off the cuff, so I don't know if you know this off the top of your head or we can share it afterwards in the show notes. Do you have any organizations that would be great pages to follow as a reference for somebody who's doing a great job? Yes, I actually had one more case study that we didn't even talk about today. So I'm going to mention them here. Yeah. The American Society of Clinical Oncologists, ASCO, ASCO, they have done a fantastic job of bringing together a holistic talent strategy that starts with hiring the right individuals and then developing these individuals to stay at the organization long term. Mm-hmm. And if you go to their LinkedIn page, you'll probably start to pick up on, you know, kind of that's the trajectory that we talked about today, starting with that baseline presence, making sure each of their employees is linked to their page, that they have a page that would make a donor confident when they look at it about what they do and how they can give. And knowing that on the back end, that all of that powers their approach to finding the right people to come in and make an impact at the organization and hopefully stay there long-term. Okay. Ariana, I don't know if you have this stat accessible or not, or maybe it's just in your brain. (laughs) (laughs) Of Over the course of the past decade, I mean, plus a year since LinkedIn for Nonprofits started, how many current nonprofits are on the platform? So we have about a million nonprofit organizations on LinkedIn today. Wow. Representing just under 30 million nonprofit professionals, which is a lot larger than a lot of people might think. What I'm most excited about is that we know there are so many more organizations all over the globe who aren't yet on LinkedIn. Maybe you've been thinking about it, or maybe some of you will learn a little bit or have learned a little bit today about what you can gain from being on the platform. But of the 10 million organizations around the globe, 
my dream is to see as many, if not all of these organizations on LinkedIn the next decade. Yes. And what a powerful voice too. Yeah. Nearly like 30 million nonprofit professionals. We can do some good. We can tell some really good stories on this platform. So I think that's a beautiful thing. And connect with other colleagues on there. It might be a nonprofit organization halfway across the globe that's doing similar work to you. And what a beautiful place to connect, to share resources and experiences and case studies as well. So, wow. Absolutely. And LinkedIn has just under a billion people total. So wow. think about all of the individuals that you could engage with outside of the nonprofit sector altogether. And that's really the message I hope you all walk away with today. Amazing. Ariana, thank you so much for all the work that you do. So grateful for you. Can't wait to see all of the goodness that comes up during Giving Tuesday and Giving Season and heading into 2024. Thank you again for being here. Thanks, Dana. My pleasure. Can you tell I love talking all things digital? To make this show better, I'd be so grateful for your feedback. Leave a review, take a screenshot of this episode, share it on Instagram stories, and tag Positive Equation with one E so I can reshare and connect with you.